Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish and delighted to host Love Light and so thrilled for you to be joining us live on the Voice America Network to inspire a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. We have an amazing guest on our show, but before we jump in, I like for us to center ourselves in a Love Light meditation to get us tuned in to the present moment. So let's quiet our mind, close your eyes, we'll take three slow, deep cleansing breaths on the count of three. One, inhale, exhale. Two, inhale, exhale. And three, inhale, and exhale. Continue breathing at your regular pace. Imagine a big cloud of vibrant white light. Immerse yourself in this energy and see yourself glow. Feel the energy of love, peace, and joy. This is who you really are, the source of love light within. Take a moment to bathe in this calming, healing energy of pure divine love. Commit to being light. Now focus on your heart. Love lives here. And in a quiet, gentle whisper, speak. I am worthy. I am light. I am love. And on the count of three, bring yourself back. One. Two, three. Revisit this place as often as you like to remind you of this shining love light within and radiate this energy to all you encounter. Okay, let's get started with our show today. And we have an, an amazing guest. Uh, and whether we're a congenital or the result of an accident, illness, or unexpected tragic event that impacts our physical and emotional well-being, we're faced with life challenges and need help with coping and adjustment to be our best self and as independent as we can become. What do we do? Who can we turn to? How can we overcome? Well, help is on the way. We have an amazing guest, Augusta Smith, Executive Director of Life of Mississippi, Living Independence for Everyone. She's dedicated her life to empowering persons with significant disabilities. And I personally came to know her as a result of my service for, I believe, over 20 years on the Advisory Council for Life. And I can attest to their dedication and quality of services for persons with significant disabilities. And during my teaching career in rehabilitation counseling, I would send students there for practicum and internship experiences to learn about life and to connect with persons uh, with significant disabilities and serve them well. And every time I go there, I experience an atmosphere of gratitude, family, and support beyond service. And life staff and leaders and persons serve their trailblazers and leaders in the state of Mississippi and at the forefront of legislation that impacts us all. Because when others suffer, it affects us all. So I welcome now our guest, Augusta Smith, Executive Director of Life of Mississippi. Welcome, Miss Smith. Good morning, Dr. Farish. Good morning. Thank you so much for that intro. Well, it's true. I feel empowered I, I, just listening to you. <laughs> I speak the truth. You empower others, and uh, of course, you're empowered as well, and we all become empowered. You know, I love the, uh, the name life, uh, living independence for everyone, because it speaks volumes for your mission and service, and everyone yes. deserves to be empowered and independent. Can you tell us what inspired you to work with life? 
Well, my story um, started um, just as most people. Um, a lot of people don't really think about um, living with a disability or having a disability until it affects them. And I was actually um, that person. Um, uh, my son um, was in school and had um, been uh, d- diagnosed with a, a disability. And learning how to fight through the system for him um, and then realizing how many other parents were out there that just did not know um, the things that were going on, that did not know um, what they needed to ask for or legally what um, they could receive uh, in school systems. And it just kind of put a fire in my um, belly when a teacher told me that I needed to be realistic, um, that my child would never graduate from high school and I just did not have realistic goals for him. And I could not accept that, and I did not accept that, and um, thankfully I didn't because he went on, and now he's an actual college graduate, and he actually got a chance to go back and actually see that teacher that told him he was not going to be able to graduate from high school. And that's how uh, my life started, as being just a parent wanting to help other people, and it just kind of, you know, went from there. And you made a a difference. You know, when people tell you that something can't be done, it kind of gives you that fight within yourself or that power to, you know, make changes and show people that we can move beyond these uh, perceived uh, disabling situations. So you were a good teacher and a good inspiration for your son, yourself and all those you serve. So I see how you have become dedicated to working with persons with significant disabilities and empowering them in their lives to become independent. Are there, tell us about the types of disabilities, what we call significant that you work with and do you work with all ages or tell us about that? Yes, um, Living Independence for Everyone of Life of Mississippi. Um, We are the Center for Independent Living uh, in the state of Mississippi. And we're unique uh, in the fact that we work um, with all disabilities, um, with all ages. Um, We serve the whole state. We have six offices that are located around the state. Um, We uh, have folks uh, in our agencies that have disabilities themselves, so they can actually provide the services um, that... um, Um, people will be needing to be able to live independently in the community. Uh, When we say a significant um, disability, we're speaking of anything that would hinder your everyday life experience, Um, whether it's a learning disability, a physical disability, cognitive, or a mental health disability, we can actually link you up with services that will help you um, be able to just be in your own community. Um, We really believe that um, there should be nothing about us without us. That's our mantra. And we um, truly um, want to make sure that people are in the communities and doing what they feel that they want to um, to do in their everyday lives. So we do serve all disabilities and we serve all ages. I think what I have been impressed uh, with life about is that you really do focus on independence and this whole issue of institutionalization (laughs) you really have proven yeah you really uh, uh, if I can say fight against that it's like if a person can be independent in their communities you do everything possible to make this happen and I know for family members some of them are not aware just like you were told hey just accept this reality that your son is never going to progress and you refuse to accept that And I think working, uh, being a part of life, people, it brings out to me what I've seen, their best self. (laughs) And you pull out that power and strength within. Right. We we truly do believe, you know, we um we are realistic and we do understand that there are some mm-hmm. situations where um people will have to be uh in an institution. Mm-hmm. But we also realize that there are um people that are in institutions just because of lack of services and because they don't know the services that are in their own home or hometowns. Um we have um transitioned um a few hundred people out of uh facilities. And when we say transition, we don't just, you know, find an apartment and walk away. We make sure that um, that apartment is set up um, from pictures on the walls to candles on the tables. And we randomly check uh, on people until they just don't need us anymore. And that's what we really want. We want people to actually get in their homes and then eventually just not need our services. Um, that's, that's our goal. Um, we do realize that um, um, saying transition is a huge word. 
because in the state of Mississippi, you know, we're lacking housing. Uh, we're lacking, you know, tr- uh, transit and, and accessible transportation. So it's, it's difficult in some of those rural areas for people to be able to live in their own communities. And we realize that um, even with um, the dollars that it costs for people to live in a nursing facility, we have um, the research that shows that it will cost the state um, as half as much for a person to live in their own home as it does for them to live in an institution. Wow, that's powerful. It's so beautiful. And, you know, now we're in Mississippi, but of course, this is an example for other uh, states throughout the country and in other places throughout the world. So I kind of see your program as a model for uh, other states and other uh, uh, institutions or programs that could benefit from knowing more about life services as we move forward in our show today. Is there an anonymous story that you like to share perhaps about how a person really transitioned or you brought out this level of empowerment and independence that made a difference in their lives? Yes, we. Um, uh, one person that always sticks out in in my mind that we transitioned. Um, he actually um, had a very high uh, spinal cord injury, and when we transitioned him from the um, nursing uh, facility, um, you know, we moved, packed everything up and, and moved everything, and we we got to his um, apartment and we you know set everything up and decided that you know we were going to go try to um, get his groceries and get everything settled in that he was going to. Uh, to need. And the lesson for us on that transition was we had a person that didn't really ask what you know he wanted from the from the store, so they just kinda came came back with things that he liked, that they liked. And put it in the refrigerator and um the next couple of days we went by and said, you know, you haven't used you know, done any, got anything out of the refrigerator and he said, I didn't know I could. Mm-hmm. So it was just that in that moment realizing that people have been uh, institutionalized for so long that it becomes a state of mind. It becomes, you know, who you are, um, realize, not even knowing that you can go into your own refrigerator. And that really kind of, you know, made us step back and teared us up and made us realize that we needed to just be grateful for the things that we have in our lives. And he's now has been living on his own now for about 20 years. Um, he's up. He has an accessible van now. He's all over the place and um, he's driving and he's just a true example of, um, we say we freed him from an institution and he says that he really was freed uh, from an institution and now he's living his life the way he wants to live it. Wow, that's a beautiful story. And it seems as though you give uh, persons with significant disabilities a voice and everyone needs a voice and to become more empowered in their lives in all aspects. So that's a great story. And hopefully we'll hear more uh, stories as, as we move forward. You know, I spent my uh, career in rehabilitation, as you well know, initially beginning at the Addie McBride Center for the Blind mm-hmm. and as a U- University of Mississippi Medical Center liaison counselor, where I sought out persons who were hospitalized who needed services for the blind. And, you know, since work with a variety of persons with significant mental and physical disabilities, and a story comes to my mind, I recall in my private practice, working with a person who was in an explosion at a factory with severe burns, uh, very disabling, and this person lost his sight. And when it came to my office, you know, I was I was just amazed that he was alive, looking at the extent of his injuries and the fact that he was mm-hmm. totally blind. And he was just smiling and thanking God that he was alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I was mm-hmm. looking at him. I'm like, gosh, does he really see the impact? But he went deeper and showed an imp- appreciation for life. And it actually mm-hmm. was life changing for me <laughs> and inspired mm-hmm. gratitude. So. You know, I personally have a lot of stories, and I know for you, it is a constant daily experience and celebration. (laughs) It is. It is. It is. And we are really, um, um, again, we're unique because about 80% of the people that work for us have a significant disability themselves. So when people come into our offices, um, sometimes they're kind of taken aback um, that people with disabilities are actually providing the services. And we believe that uh, who better to tell you that you can live independently than someone who's actually living it themselves. 
So a lot of times when people come into our office, they come in with the attitude of thinking, you know, I might not be able to do this. But you're sitting across the desk from somebody that might have even more of a significant disability than you have, and they're doing it, and they're looking at you like, well, why do you feel like you can't do it? I do it every day. So it truly is just um, daily just watch, watching people, you know, um, just be empowered by the stories of our just living our lives, just living our daily lives, um, being able to sit across the table from a parent and tell them, you can get through this because, you know, as parents, you know, when things are going on with our kids, that, that Mama Bear can come out in us. Exactly. So calming them down and making <laughs> sure that they can get through those meetings without, you know, getting explosive. Those are the kind of things um, that we do daily and that really empowers us daily to be able to just move forward, just knowing that, you know, just your everyday life has changed somebody's whole world, not just their daily life, but just their whole world and have the outlook. And, you know, like you said, you know, we come to work, I can come to work some days feeling a little bit down about something that's literally mm-hmm. probably nothing. And then somebody yes. will walk in my office now, go, you know, I, I really need to not worry about that. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. I, can, I can worry about something else, but not that. Right. <laughs> yeah, just like the, the experience I had with the gentleman who uh, was in the uh, factory explosion. And I, I mean, it changed my life because he was just, every time I talked with him, he just was thanking God. <laughs> And I was just so, right, right. so uh, you know, uh, amazed because like you say, sometimes we're like, we get down in our daily lives and get obsessed with our concerns. And when you see, uh, you know, people move forward and with this attitude of gratitude, it really changes mm-hmm. your life. So not only are you serving, mm-hmm. but it's changing your life as well. And I think, you right. know, you brought up some good points. People tend to label people. I, I really don't like labels. And I know mm-hmm. with uh, disabilities they they have a tendency to label and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it has it's imp- disempowering to a certain extent and when I it go is. to life I am always inspired and I think for me uh, I don't even notice the disability <laughs> you know so to that's, speak because everyone's just yeah we're all just kind of normal and working together and I you know, I don't really see it. Uh, uh, right. like perhaps a new person that will walk in because to me you operate on the philosophy of each one, reach one, teach one right. and it's so exactly. inspirational you demonstrate that every day so I really do commend you and all of the staff and the persons who are served who you know show up every day and be their, be- their best self and a model a program to show how to work and serve persons with significant disabilities. So I do commend you and your staff. Well, we, I do appreciate that. It's a, it's a daily struggle, but we, we, you know, we try to move forward and try to help as many people as we can be able to just, you know, live their life every day. And we say all, all the time, it's not my choice, it's your choice. What do you want to do with your life? Um, exactly. What I feel about how you should do something has <laughs> no, no bearing on what you do with your life. Exactly. You're in charge and you're in control. Well, we're going to take a quick break, a commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Augusta Smith, Executive Director of Life of Mississippi, empowering persons with significant disabilities. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. 
Speak Up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome, everyone. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And joining me is our guest, Augusta Smith, Executive Director of Life of Mississippi, Living Independence for Everyone on Empowering Persons with Significant Disabilities. Life only helps you, uh, helps you recover, not only helps you recover, but really help you live a meaningful and fulfilling life. Uh, Augusta, how has working with life changed your life personally? Well, I can say um, it's been a journey um, working here at Life. I think a lot of um, people find it interesting that when I started at Life about 23 years ago, I was actually the receptionist. So I've actually kind of worked in all facets of um, our different uh, areas that we have. But one of the things that I can say about working here that has changed my life is that I truly do live a daily life of gratitude. Um, I think that um, when you see um, uh, others uh, sometimes in a struggle, um, it makes you realize that you're not in a struggle. Um, You kind of uh, start to look at things uh, more as the glasses um, half full instead of uh, half empty. I really try to live my life now um, being in a positive mode Um, because if you're around people and you're negative and um, and it's not going to help. Uh, anyone, and it brings you down. So I really have, as as the years have gone by, and I I really think personally being here has changed me from the inside out Um, because when you start to change that inside, it really kind of flows over and make you realize that you can live a better life and you can be positive about things. And um, now it really is a joy coming to work every day, being able to just assist people and talk to people and get them through just a, a hard time. Your your worst day is not probably not even compared to somebody else's worst day. Oh so, yes, I mean, that's, that's I think that's how this truly changed me. That's beautiful. I know when I had uh, would send students to life for practicum, you know, early on when students would uh, start their training in the, the rehab counseling graduate program and. I would tell the students, you know, you have to go here and see if this is a fit for you. Have an experience working Mm -hmm. with persons with disabilities because you're going to be serving Mm -hmm. and you're going to be changing your life as a result of your service. And uh, I think over the course of my career, there was one student uh, who came back and she said, you know, I really can't do this, you know, with those people over there. I said, those people are our people. Those people, they're you, they're me, they're your family, your friends. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, uh, right. you know, I, it's like, and I, I would tell the students, I said, look, I, we're going to put you out here in the community to serve. And if it's not a good fit, you come back and tell me and I'll send you on your way to another program because you have 
have to open up yourselves to serving and really learning more about yourself. So it was very enlightening for me just working with the students. And of course, it has changed my life (laughs) as well. Right. One of the things that we always say around here is, um, and people don't realize, people with disabilities, we're the fastest growing minority. Mm-hmm. And if you might not have a disability right now, but we always joke around here and say live on because right. those, those disabilities that you acquire as you age, disability is going to touch you or affect every person. There's no one that, that having a disability or a family member who has a disability is not going to affect. It's going yes, to touch you true. one day. That is true. Or a family member, a neighbor, a friend. Or a you know, it's part of the collective community. It's not those people over there. We're all a part of the same. And what we affects one affects the other. If you modify exactly. uh, the sidewalks or whatever, it makes life easier for elderly people or, who, or whomever. So, you know, mm-hmm. so you make changes, it affects everyone. So I've always exactly. been impressed with the kinds of things that life does. And that brings me to the question regarding what are some of the services, specific services uh, that life offer and perhaps maybe an example or so of uh, how uh, it really empowered the person or changed their life or made them live more independently. Okay. We uh, we have five what we call our core services, which is the main um, things that we do, and that's um, information and referral, peer support, um, advocacy and self-advocacy. Um, skills training and transition. Um, one of the programs that we are extremely proud of is our peer support program. Um, um, some things that we do, we call them our non-cost services, but they're the most important services. Um, we use the example all the time that someone uh, might have a new injury and they could have a you know a twenty or twenty five thousand dollar power chair, and they not really know how to use it. Um, or not know how to transfer out of their vehicle into um, the um, to their new chair. So what we can do is we can actually send a person that has the same level or disability to have a conversation with them and mm, show them right. how they might transfer or show them how they do something that might be a little bit, it might be just as simple as moving your foot just an inch over to be able to transfer more uh, easily. Um, we have found that, you know, going to therapy and things like that, it's amazing. But when a person has a brand new injury, they want to see someone that has that same injury. Um, yes. It's difficult for somebody to walk into a hospital room and tell you how you're going to use your wheelchair when they can, are going to turn around and walk back out. Um, we believe that a person that has it is a chair user can walk that person through how they would transfer, how they would do things, and plus teaching people how to advocate for themselves. You know, sometimes people do lose their voice in the middle of acquiring a disability, so we can teach them how to gain their voice back, how to be able to empower yourself and speak for yourself. Um, and, and we also work with family members. You know, a lot of times when a person has, a, has acquired a disability, it doesn't just affect that person, it affects the whole family. Um, so how is how does that um, your how does your new reality going to affect your family? Um, so you can come here and we have folks that are that are married, that are single, that are dating, that are in school, that are graduated, just whatever it is that uh, transitioning into uh, different phases of your life. Um, we have a youth program um, that works for uh, young adults from zero to twenty four, um, and it, sometimes it's difficult for a, a young person that might have a disability that's in high school. You know, they might be getting bullied. We have a program that actually, you know, teaches people how to, you know, how to recognize that. Um, so we really try to make sure that we can affect the whole community um, and, and the whole family um, with the services that, that we provide. That's beautiful. Uh, going back to your uh, uh, program service of, of helping people who become bullied, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because we see that that's very prominent now in our society. Can you give us an example of maybe something that happened and how you provided the support? Because that's at the forefront now for everyone. We actually, we have a a program within our program here at Life. It's called um, Speak to Me. Um, And she's a young lady um, in Hattiesburg, but she would actually can go out 
and um, have uh, conversations with students about how you would speak. And I think one of the things is that people, um, the young ones, they're not speaking up. Um, they're just um, taking um, when people are bullying them and cyberbullying. And we, and we have a, a young person that goes out and talks to young folks about what not to put on um, the Internet, what not to put out there so that you will not um, be bullied. Um, so we have really realized that that is a really big thing in the disability community. Um, being a, uh, Sometimes people will prey on vulnerable adults, even kids. And yes. other students, and it's sometimes it's just because they don't know and they don't understand difference. And if you sit down and have a conversation, and then we find out that a lot of times parents don't know that their kids are being bullied. And so we can actually go in and actually sit down with that student one-on-one, have a conversation with them, figure out what's going on, and then maybe get the other student in there to have a conversation, you know, separately. But just work through the issues that sometimes the school can't do. We can actually, you know, talk to them away mm, from the school. That's beautiful. Um, so that's the I Speak to Me program has really taken off. Um, um, and it also includes um, teen violence and dating violence. Um, so that's one of the things, too, that we, uh, the Speak to Me program actually um, can assist with. Wow, that is so wonderful. You know, our shows are really focused on living in the spirit of love, and we focus a lot on self-worth and self-love. And, you know, when we have some kind of disabling condition or something going on in our lives that don't make us feel worthy or maybe we're told that we're not worthy or good enough, uh, can you kind of speak to that in terms of how your program really inspires self-love and self-worth? Do you provide, like, counseling or peer support groups or support from uh, Tell us more about that, because that's really important with self-worth and self-love, because, you know, it, that's rampant throughout our, our society, and a lot of people have the need to feel worthy. It, it is. We, um, with our peer support, we actually do that um, kind of in twofold with peer support. The peer support uh, meetings are groups. Sometimes it's just coming in, you know, a lot of times people think it's like an official, we're going to sit down and have a peer support meeting. In life, we don't really do it like that. Um, we have uh, young adults, they come in, they might watch a movie together, they might play a game of Uno, they might play spades, whatever it is that they want to do. And once you kind of see that person kind of coming out of the shell, our staff is really great at being able to pick up on what that person is going to need. Um, just learning about, um, hey, you know, you, you really look great today. I like the way those jeans yes. match those shoes today, too. Yes. I mean, just really any small thing <laughs> mm-hmm. that can make that person kind of light up and say, wow, I didn't realize I did a good job. And even also, we, you know, we, they, they come in and they watch the Super Bowl Bowl together. Just things where people can kind of be together and then just having a, com- a natural flow of conversation. We, yeah. don't make, we don't turn it into like this big, you know, medical kind of thing. Exactly. But just having where they can mm-hmm. be able to just have a conversation and know that that person is going to accept them and give back what they truly. And sometimes it might be a little hard love. It might be tough love. But we will be the person that will say, yeah, you are wrong in that situation. However, let's see how we can fix it. So just being able to give that person a just a one-on-one conversation, teach them how to speak up for themselves, tell them how to, you know, just to live daily life because just because you have a disability does not mean you're right all the time. You can yes. be wrong and we want to make sure that you are, are, are doing the right thing and living a good life. Yeah, I see that life really impacts uh, the people emotionally, spiritually, physically, I mean, in all aspects of their lives, from my observation. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. you had, uh, there, were, there was once a program for like an exercise or yoga program for uh, mm-hmm. the people there. So can you tell us a little bit about that? What I like about life is that, like you say, it's not uh, just a medical facility, a therapeutic. You, people are just natural in, in their everyday mm-hmm. life experiences, and you create these opportunities for people to connect and just enjoy life on a daily basis. Uh, so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that physical program, because I was very impressed with that. It was like a yoga yes, or we, physical program, and yes, I think people we, from the community could come, too, as well, right? Yes. Yes, it's our power program, and um, we have three people that are working uh, in that program right now, and uh, we actually, it's a, a health and wellness and a nutritional program. 
And once you come in and you fill out your application or everything, the person that runs the program, she's actually a certified trainer and a certified nutritionist. So what she will do is she will do a full intake on you, and then you um, come in uh, as scheduled. We have a fully accessible gym. So if you want to come in and, and work out, you can, we have weights back there. We have the rope. I mean, it's really a, a gym that people can come and work out. But not only is it for the, the person that has a disability, but it's also for family members. Because what we found out is that caregivers sometimes don't take care of themselves. Yes. Because they're so busy caring for others. She um, is also a certified in yoga. So if you would like to come in and just do a yoga section, she can work with you on that. Like, when, like you started with the deep breathing and visualization, she does that with people. Um, all the way up to if you really want a good workout and you want to get back there and, and do that 60 seconds of that rope tied to the wall that, that really kills people back there. And it's really <laughs> amazing to see her work out with people because we had a young man that go back there. He was, you know, a high quad, and he could only use one hand. And he kind of thought he was going to get away with something with her, and she just kind of looked at him and smiled. She walked back in her office and got a piece of Velcro. She Velcroed the uh, rope to his hand that he could use, and she said, now do the rope. And it, it was really funny because everybody was kind of like, oh, he thought he was going to get away with that. But we're going to make you do what you need to do and, and just have whatever your level of ability is or whatever you want to do. We're going to figure out a way so that you can do it. And our power program is really taking off. Um, we have an accessible gym here in the Jackson office and also in our Tupelo office um, um, that people can go in and work out. Oh, that is fantastic. And, you know, family members, like you were saying, the stress of the caregivers and they need opportunities to just work out and express Mm -hmm. themselves. What about like services for family members? Uh, And of course, I don't know if we have time to finish this discussion before our break, but just maybe allude to some of the things that uh, family members can get involved in before we go into a break. Well, um, they can get involved with the power program. We also um, have peer support meetings for family members um, so that people can come in and just be able to uh, vent. Um, we have um, sometimes a, a sibling support group. Each one of our offices have peer support uh, groups that are unique to their community. That's one of the things that we love about um, the fact that we have these offices that are in the community. Whatever that community needs, that office can then put, uh, create that peer support for the needs of that particular community. So each one of our offices is, is unique on the type of peer support that they provide. That is very important that you can really look at the uniqueness of each community and set up a mm-hmm. model program to fit the needs of mm-hmm. families and uh, persons with significant disabilities in those communities. That is fantastic. Yes, We're, uh, I can't wait to hear more about life. Uh, and I think we have to take a brief commercial break uh, in a few minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Augusta Smith. Life of Mississippi, Living Independence for Everyone, Empowering Persons with Significant Disabilities. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lovers Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Dr. Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. 
Dr. Rebecca provides a stimulating, encouraging environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to our show, Love Light, with your host, Dr. Gene Marie Farish. If you're just joining us, we are with our guest, Augusta Smith, Executive Director of Life of Mississippi, Living Independence for Everyone on Empowering Persons with Significant Disabilities. Well, Augusta, I really enjoyed our discussion about life and the services and the inspiration and how it has changed your life and empowered persons with significant disabilities. Can you share with us uh, issues pertaining to uh, uh, adequate, you know, and working with and serving and just being with persons with disabilities? People have a lot of labels and judgments. Can you do you mm-hmm. offer any special programs or services in that in that area to teach people how to be congenial? <laughs> uh, yes, we actually have um, trainings. Uh, it's uh, disability etiquette uh, and people first language, and it's really interesting uh, to me that we are still having to talk about um, people first language. But we have found that um, for some reason people do not really uh, understand the the power of words and that um, a person um, living with a disability has the right to tell you, you know, I don't particularly care for that label. Um, One of the things that, you know, we tell people all the time, we we hear uh, people still using the terminology of, of handicapped. Um, we we no longer use that. That is, <laughs> a, that is just an antiquated, outdated mm-hmm. word, and we mm-hmm. still hear it sometimes. You know, it's a person with a disability, and we say all the time, always put the person first, not the disability. Yes. You yes. know, uh, a lot of times people will say, uh, well, well, how would I describe, um, uh, what would I call a person with a disability? And most of the time I'll tell them by their name. You can call them by their name. You don't have Obviously. To, you don't have to, label, have to label them with a disability. Um, a lot of times we, we are still hearing the terminology of wheelchair bound, and we can't figure out why people still use that um, terminology because uh, a person is not bound to their wheelchair, that the person just happens to be a wheelchair user. Um, mm-hmm. We hear um, people still, you know, people look at us sometimes when we say things that, that have happened to us. Um, people will just kind of walk up if a person that's a chair user and if they might have a tray that's across them, people will just feel like they can just put, you know, their belongings down on people's trays, you know, on their wheelchairs and, and then think that the person that that they have propped all of their stuff on when they knock it into the floor <laughs> that they're being rude. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why mm-hmm. would you just walk up and, you know, drop something? It happens. We we see it uh, so much. And it's like, um, so we really want people to understand that, you know, words have power. Um, we, are, we really fought hard um, legislatively to get um, the word retarded removed from all documentations and um, in state and that we can no longer use that word. It's a horrible words that people use to describe people that have cognitive disabilities, and we fought really hard to get that removed. So if it was one thing that I could say that I wish people, you know, could just, you know, remove from their vocabulary totally um, is the word handicapped and and the perk 
word retarded. And there are other words that we, you know, that we talk about. So, you know, when we come out and do that training, it's very detailed. And it, you know, like I say, it's, pre- it's people with disabilities given the training. So it comes across uh, differently when you actually see the person yes. um, that has a disability <laughs> telling you, I don't want you to call me that. Mm-hmm. Um, and people kind of, you know, kind of go, well, I, it doesn't really matter. Yes, it matters. It, it matters quite a bit. Exactly. Um, we've, we've been fighting for 30 years. You know, the ADA was passed 30 years ago, and we're still fighting for people to be able to use correct um, and politically correct terms when they're discussing us or talking about us. Um, and so that's one of the things that we, we provide that, tra- that training free of cost. So if anyone, uh, any type of business or um, a school or counselors or anything that you feel would need that training, we can come out. It's about an hour-long training. It's very in, uh, inactive, uh, uh, interactive, excuse me, training, and we really get people involved um, in um, teaching people how to even be a sighted guide for someone that might be visually impaired. You know, you don't just walk up and start pushing somebody. So it's it's a very uh, detailed training, but it's a great training, um, and, and we love going out giving it because we know that we've actually left some education with those people when we walk out the door. So you can go to schools, or what, what are some uh, sites that you actually go to to do the training? We have gone to we've had we've gone to schools to do the training with teachers, which believe it or not, we've gone to police departments. Um, we provided that training to police department. A lot of private businesses will come um, will have us come in to um uh, you know provide that training. We are fortunate that we can go almost anywhere um, and provide a training. Um, I don't I can't ever remember us being able to just say we can't come to a particular area because it doesn't agree with our philosophy. Um, but we can come out and do that training. And again, it's a and it's an amazing training and it's free of, of charge. I don't know too many places where you can call and get a free exactly. training. Um, but we, <laughs> but we, you know, we were happy to go out because that's our mission to go out and make sure that we can, you know, provide that and so that people can be comfortable and know that they're saying the right things and not, you know, insulting people just because you don't know the right word to say. That is so important. I I just thought about some annoying experiences I had when, you know, being with uh, persons with significant disabilities or in groups and uh, they're like, oh, and if you're at a restaurant, well, what does he want to eat? It's like he can talk. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, ask that person. Or experiences with the person who's blind and they start talking loud. It's like he's blind, but he can hear, you know. It's it's just these perceptions. It's so funny. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny when you see things like that or or especially when, you know, someone finds out somebody is deaf and they start talking louder. It, it's not going to help. You know, exactly. it's, it's amazing the things, <laughs> it's amazing the things that, that people do. And it's, and it's because people aren't comfortable. It's the lack of being comfortable around people with disabilities. And that's what we want to do. We want to go out and make people realize we're just folks. We're just everyday people living our life. We're not special. We have, we're not doing anything that's going to, you know, we just want to live our lives, go, you know, um, live in our communities and do the exact same things that, that you do. Um, and, and once people kind of, like you say, when you came into our, our building, you know, you start to not even see the disability. That's what mm-hmm. we want. We don't want to be identified by our disability. We just want you to see us. Just see me as a person. Don't see this chair. Don't see the visual impairment. Don't see the cognitive disability. Just see me. Just see who I am. Just like you want to be seen every day in your community, that's the same thing that we want. Just walk up and have a conversation with us. We're, we're really cool people. Exactly. In fact, uh, when I go into uh, the the doors of life, I feel like it's like family. You know, (laughs) we just start talking. And if I see the receptionist at the desk, I start having a conversation. Well, how are things going? How do you like your job? It's, you know, all of that just fades away. You don't even, I I guess, because I've just become conditioned because of my work and training. I don't see disability first. I see empowerment, (laughs) you know. And, uh, and, and that's all we want, you know. That's exactly. all we want. And you come in our building. You come in our building. It's really funny. You might see wheelchair parts, you know, laying around. People exactly. put their wheelchair back together. <laughs> but you know, but that's just who we are. We're living our life every day, and just wanting everybody to just understand that there's nothing special about us. There's nothing special about you know what we're doing every day. 
Um, we just want to make sure that people are empowered, that people are living their best life, um, that they know that they can be empowered, that they have a place that they can go and that they'll be welcomed and loved on. And, and if you don't need to be loved on, we're not going to love on you. We're going to just do whatever needs to be you know, done for that. And, and it's ended so individualized. And that's what we want people to realize. Everybody that's a wheelchair user is not the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone that has a visual impairment is not the same. We're all individual people, and we just want to make sure that, as you know, when you when you around someone with a disability, just acknowledge that you know today it's them, tomorrow it could be you. Exactly. And just understand that when yeah when we when we're fighting for laws and fighting for changes, it's not because we want special treatment. It's just that we want equal treatment. And, exactly. and that's, that's one of the things that we always want want people to realize. And we say, and if it was anything I could get people to realize, having a disability, we are the fastest growing minority. Exactly. And you can join us at any time. Well, I've been inspired with the volunteer activities and connection with the community. You have a lot of uh uh, you know, community activities sponsored and partnered with the businesses in the community. And I've really been inspired by that and participated in uh, a number of those events. So how can we get in touch with uh, uh, you to learn more about life? I'm sure other uh, programs would love to hear more. Is there a website or whatever that people can connect with yes. you? Yes, you can check our website out at www.lifeofms.com. You can call our state office at 1-800-748-9398. And if you call that number and you tell us what county you live in, we'll direct you to the office that's closest to you to be able to provide the individualized uh, treatment or whatever you need. Wow, that is so powerful. And with uh, your uh, uh, contributions today as a guest, we can truly say that living independence is for everyone. <laughs> right, so thank right. you so much. Go ahead. Remember, just make it a great life. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. That's a good final thought. So thank you so much, Augusta, for joining me today on Empowering Persons you, with Significant Harris. Disabilities. Life is definitely a model program, and I'm sure others will love to learn more about it. So thank, thank you so you. much thank for you joining for the opportunity. us. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. So today we've really been inspired by Augusta Smith on how to become more empowered and provide support for ourselves, friends, families, and others we know with significant disabilities. We all desire to become our best selves, and we're, we are no stronger than the use of the resources and support in our community. We'd like for you to tune in next week with guest Christopher on on the reality of spirituality, keys to living a spiritual life. Now, remember, we'd like for you to write in your My Love Light Reflection Journal, the first page, my love mantra, I am worthy, I am light, I am love. We have a love light practice for the upcoming week. Uh, I'd like for you to engage in three random acts of loving kindness without being known. And share it, write it down, share that experience, and you can send me in your insights and the results of your Love Light exercise. I will share them live on the air. The exercises are highlighted on my blog page of my website, www.jeanferrisjourney.com, and you can email your comments to gene72ferris at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Much gratitude to Voice America team for making this show a reality and shining their love light around the world. And remember that an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. So take advantage of all that you've learned here and help empower persons with significant disabilities. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.